Welcome to another edition of Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm Sean Rowley, and with me is Derek Specht. How are you doing this week, Derek? Living large. Yeah, ready. Good to hear. <laughs> uh, you been busy? Uh, I have been busy at work, but that's about it. That's about it, eh? I've been busy vacationing. Yes, I'm very jealous of y'all your vacationing. Yeah, decided uh, this is the first year in, well, 19 years. Uh, no kids on the vacation. My wife and I decided we were going to go by ourselves. It's a p- and, uh, pretty significant milestone. It is. Um, I surprised, uh, surprised her with a trip to Iceland. I figured at some point, however, I was going to get, uh, to sneak away and do a bit of paddling. Um, but I didn't see anybody paddling at all. Yeah. I remember talking about this before you went and we were discussing the fact that you could, uh, maybe rent a kayak and, and see something there. And you looked at, uh, possibly doing some stand up paddleboard there. Yeah. Didn't see a thing. Um, we saw an awful lot of stuff. I mean, we spent eight days there and I mean, just the stuff we saw was phenomenal. We put, uh, close to 1900 kilometers on the rental car. <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah, the guy, the guy was, uh, looking at his, his little, um, his iPhone there. Cause they connect it to the car when you drop it off. And he looks at me and goes, you put almost 1900 kilometers on here. And I go, yeah, we saw everything. <laughs> <laughs> so, but. Uh, yeah, I thought there was going to be a point where I could, uh, you know, sneak away maybe and check out some, uh, some kayaking or some, um, paddle boarding or something. And yeah, I did not see any of it. Maybe it just doesn't happen around. I mean, we were down in Keflavik near the airport and. The water would be pretty cold there, wouldn't it? Oh, it was cold. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it was quite chilly. Um, but I mean, they, they do advertise it. Um, but I don't know if maybe it's just farther north than. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, or just wasn't happening yeah, when we were there. You're or north, something. North Sea, North, yeah, yeah. North Atlantic. Yeah. yeah, I imagine you'd have to be really geared up for uh, paddling in in water like that. Yeah, when you see it on the internet, there they're advertising it. They they do the uh, the dry suits and and all that sort of stuff. Everybody's dressed in these big red dry suits uh, paddling. But um, I figured I would even when we went to uh, Reykjavik for the day. Um, which by the way, you need two days there. If you want to do all the shopping and the sightseeing and then do museums and stuff as well, you need a good two days. Uh, but I figured you, you'd be seeing people out in the harbor and stuff like that. You did. Now they had a big, one of those big power boats ripping around through the harbor. Okay. With people on it and they come ripping right on by and they give a little wave. A little and, coastal tour type thing. Yeah. Um, but I figured you would see people in kayaks and stuff like that zipping around. And nothing, nothing. at all. Nothing. Huh. Nothing. Uh, we went on a little excursion. They call it the ring road. The ring road basically circles all of Iceland. Um, but we did a good trip down, down, uh, the ring road in the south end of, of Iceland. And there were a lot of glacial rivers and a couple of them were quite heavy duty. Uh, a lot of them were, they weren't deep enough to do any type of paddling. And the ones that were, there were so many boulders and rocks and, and of course it was, it was all fast moving water coming from the melting glaciers. So you had a lot of rock dust. It was white and water. Yeah. But I, I, I don't think, um, I don't think it was paddleable. No? No. Even, I mean, even when you get the guys, you know, like, like, uh, the passionate paddler, David Lee, um, when he does his white water paddling and all that, I don't think this water was appropriate for it. No? No. I, I just don't think you could do it. Um, but, uh, other than that. Yeah, I didn't see anything in the area that we covered. Now we covered the the south and the southwest of Iceland, um, and everything we saw on the water were big boats. There was no small personal watercraft at all. Okay, and uh, yeah, so quite disappointing not to even. I mean, it was disappointing not to get the chance to do it, but to not even see it. So it's maybe curious, it's just, eh? yeah, maybe it's just happening in an area we weren't. They are all coast. There's so much coastal, mm-hmm. everything there. It's, yep. uh. Yep. So I don't know, but, uh, eh, regardless, we had a, a good trip there. Um, so took a, a little detour from the paddling this summer. Uh, but we were home for a day and a half and then, uh, my son and I went to the French river and, uh. Yes. And I was supposed to join you on that. 
You were supposed to join us on that and you did but not. Again, work interfered. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> That's what they all say. Um, yeah, we, I mean, my daughter, we were supposed to do a family camping trip the, uh, last week and uh, unfortunately my daughter started university a week early and uh, they did the frosh thing and all that sort of stuff. So uh, I said, well, I'm not just going to sit at home and waste a week of vacation. So my son and I, we uh, got all our gear together and we headed up to the French River. I've never been up there. I've always been wanting to go. And, and we did, we actually uh, reviewed uh, for Derek's Destinations on episode 25. We talked about the French River. Yeah. And uh, it's, it just seems like it's a really nice area. You know, I know a lot of people that go up there. I haven't been up there since I was a kid. I mean, when back in the 80s, I think it was, when we lived in North Bay. Um, we went up that way and, you know, do some fishing and stuff like that. Yeah. Nothing big. Um, but I haven't been up that way in ages. But we do know a lot of paddlers. And I mean, Georgian Bay and the French River, the Pickerel River, all that. A lot of people go up there. And I figured, you know what? I'm going to uh, give it a whirl. We'll go up there for a, a few days and relax and spend the end of summer, you know, doing the father and son thing and do some fishing and and some sightseeing and some paddling and exploring and the whole deal. And... Uh, yeah, so off we went, and we came back with mixed reviews. Yeah? Yeah. Um, we, of course, it's a long weekend, so I'm sure that's played part of it. But we went up on the Wednesday, and the first day, we, we picked apparently the primo spot. Definitely <laughs> a fisherman's spot. Um, there was a table built, a couple of tables built. Really nice site, beautiful. The tent pad where we put our tent was perfect. Really nice thunder box, you know, getting kind of full, but uh, yeah, really nice area. But the amount of motorboats that kept cruising by our site, there's a little bay behind us and apparently that's where all the fish are. Um, we even had one motorboat come up to our site and he had a canoe on it, on his boat. <laughs> and he saw our canoe and then does a big U-turn. So there was a lot of motorboats coming to our site. Hoping to get. Hoping site. to get that site. Huh. And because they, they, you'd get to a certain, they all got to a certain point where they could see our canoe on shore and they would turn around and go another way. Oh, okay. And the way it is, there's this little indent with a nice little sandy, gravelly landing where you'd pull in the canoe and two big, massive, um, humps of rock on each side. So it was quite sheltered and yeah. really a beautiful site. Beautiful. Had I known what the rest of the weekend was going to be like, or the rest of the week, um, I may have just, just stayed, stayed at that site moved. and just did day trips everywhere. Um, this, the next day, of course we, we weren't doing the, the stay in one spot thing. Uh, we were moving around everywhere. Uh, we had a little route. We wanted to get to, uh, Georgian Bay and whatnot. Yeah. And, uh, so the next day we packed up and headed on down to Georgian Bay and there's a little area, um, that you have to go through. There's a portage, uh, through lily shoots and there's another couple of swifts and stuff like that. Really convoluted. Uh, it took us a while to get through there and lily shoots, we couldn't find a portage sign anywhere. And you couldn't run it? No. Uh, I, at the end of it, we're looking and it, we probably could have lined it. Okay. But it, it, it would have been a bit hard, a bit Was difficult. it something that somebody who knows whitewater could run or is it something that is just too rough? I don't know if somebody, I, I imagine you could run it. I know there's other waterfalls around there or a uh, rapid around there that, that people run, yeah. can run. Yeah. So, but yeah, so we, we did find a, a, another channel that we could get out and cross yeah. and had no problems. Then there was a little supposed to be a 50 meter portage, very steep one, uh, devil's door rapid, um, which was actually just turned out to be a swift. So it was too easy to run. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were, we were through it before we realized what happened. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the wind was, was picking up when we hit James, or James Bay, uh, Georgian, Georgian Bay. Bay. Um, it's such big water though. I guess you'd have to expect that. Well, yeah, but I mean, even before we got there, we're starting to pick up and there's, the water's low this year. I mean, you can see the water should be at least a meter higher. Oh yeah? Uh, yeah. You can see all the marks on the, on the rocks and everything. Um, 
It's not just seasonal, like the spring freshet and then... No, somebody was saying it seemed to be a lot yeah. lower this year, okay. yeah. Um, the fishing was off as well. Well, it's been a really hot and dry summer this yeah. year. Yeah, so. uh, it, yeah. Yeah, we, we caught a couple of small bass and nothing nothing to write home about. And even the guy at the marina, at Hartley Marina, was saying, yeah, no one's really catching anything huh. big. Um, but with the wind and the waves, it was hard to see the boulders and the rocks right under the surface. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, needless to say, my nice, shiny Your new brand canoe. brand new canoe. It doesn't look so brand new anymore. <laughs> uh, we won't, dis- we won't talk about the lady that tried to move our canoe on the gravel oh, by our- Oh no. Her husband really? was backing up and he said, hey, move that canoe. So she grabbed it and started dragging it across the gravel. Wow. I'm sure you could hear me scream at her f- all the way in Toronto. <laughs> Who does that? So wow. anyway, uh, <laughs> so between that and the rocks that we found underwater, um, we decided, yeah, we're just going to head up another way because the next day, uh, we camped down on Georgian Bay. We saw the, the Northern lights. It was beautiful. Uh, there was a, a baby rattlesnake on our site we found, um, the day we were leaving. <laughs> <laughs> Me and snakes don't mix. Um, uh, yeah, you know what? It was it was good down there. We saw the Mackenzie had never seen the Northern Lights before. I thought he had seen them when he was younger, but we just sat there for for a good hour just watching these things pulsating, nice green in the sky. Yeah, you know he thought that was the the cat's meow. That's cool. You got to see that. Yeah. Um, the next day we scooted up, did a portage, and uh, hit another site. The first the 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 first oh sorry no that that third night that was the the. Friday, Friday, Friday night. Um, people are coming in six, seven at night looking for a site. Really? On that's, a long that's weekend. It's really late to be. And it was really annoying because they kept coming to our site. Oh, no, that one's taken. Oh, no, that one's taken. Oh, no, that one's taken. Like nonstop. Wow. It's like somebody coming up ringing your doorbell every <laughs> every 20 minutes and you're yeah. getting up and, oh, you know, it, it, it got really wow, tiresome. That sucks. Uh, so yeah, with all the motorboats coming the first night and then everybody coming by that night, it was just like, oh, this is just getting too much. Um, that site was, had a bit to be desired. What kind of tree cover did you have? Uh, you know what? Not bad. Um, it was enough to have shade and stuff like that. The only night there wasn't a lot of tree cover was when we were down on Georgian Bay. Yeah. Cause it was pretty much all just rock, right? So it probably wouldn't have be having any campfires then, I guess. Oh Yeah. Yeah, was yeah, you found, we, you found some dry there wood. Was, yeah, there was enough dry wood to to have campfires. Um, the last night we were going to stay at another campsite, but we we pulled into one campsite that we were going to stay on, and it was near the main channel. It wasn't too far from the marina because it would have been a nice easy paddle out the next day and then a four hour drive home. And um, there's dogs barking. There was a cottage right across from us. There was a couple guys on another site just down from us that were hooting and hollering and. And there was a nice weedy area. We figured, you know, it might be cut some fish there, but no, the only thing that was there was mosquitoes and. So it was pretty disruptive. Oh, it was a, it was a rough site. So we had a little swim and a, a wash down and had some lunch and then we just, we just called it a weekend. Scenery. Beautiful. Yeah. The, the scenery, the French river, the rocks, the landscape, the water, Georgian Bay, everything. Absolutely beautiful. Going down. You know, you're between the mainland and, and this little, or not little island, a narrow island that's like really long. And it's like this channel you're paddling through. Uh, absolutely beautiful. But um, the only thing I would have to say about the French River, the site's dirty. Oh, yeah? Litter, uh, strings in, tr- in the trees. Like excessive garbage or yeah. just excessive use? Both. Yeah? Yeah. Um, the first night there was a nice thunderbox there. The second on Georgian Bay, there was, you know, uh, picture half of a fire pit with okay. the rocks yep. and a nice board across and you just hang your butt over and go to town sort of deal. The third night there was a log and the human waste behind this log was higher than the log. <laughs> meaning people aren't hanging their butts over the log. They're standing on the log. They're perched over. And I pity wow. the fool that loses his balance. Oh, wow. And yeah, it was. So it was, but it's just because of the solid rock, you couldn't dig a hole, right? Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, there, there's a lot of garbage, garbage on the sites, uh, between, you know, bread clips and, and Kleenex and toilet paper bits and That's paper, really disappointing. a lot of tin foil in the, in the fire pits, huh. cans and stuff like that. It was, it was, but you know what? I definitely go back just for the scenery. Um, it's, it's a well-used, well-used area. So I guess highlights would be scenery and, and the low parts would be the, just the overuse and the abuse. Yeah. Yeah. Overuse and abuse. And that's, that's exactly what it is. It's too bad. But I suppose it's, it, you almost would have to expect that because it's a, it's a very heavily used park. It's a, there's a lot of through traffic. There is. And I mean, the boats zipping everywhere, motorboats zipping everywhere. Um, it's definitely, I mean, and that's one thing. I mean, I've always taken Mackenzie to places like Algonquin Park. Yeah. Way back. Yeah. So he's going like, man, the boat's here. And I said, well, that's what's unique about Algonquin Park is you're not getting all the motorboats in the backcountry. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. And here, yeah. because you got all these main channels and everything yeah. like that, you got no choice. You're, you're going to hear it. Yeah. You know, and the amount of people that were coming through. And like I say, if it was, if it wasn't a long weekend, it probably wouldn't have been that many people coming through. Yeah. But it was just nonstop people coming to the site, looking to see if it was occupied or not. And I'm thinking why are you coming here six, seven o'clock at night looking for, <laughs> and then, I mean, there was one group of people in kayaks says, yeah, I guess we're going to have to do the portage and get to Georgian Bay tonight. I'm thinking, well, yeah, I guess so. Because <laughs> you ain't staying here. So. Yeah. And that's what I like about deep interior Algonquin or like often I go north of Sudbury on Sturgeon River and, you know, Ishpatina Ridge area, Lady Evelyn Clearwater, the, those, those parks, they're so isolated that you don't run into too many other people. It's very rare you run into another group of people. Yeah. I think I would find it very irritating to be so surrounded by people in French River. It'd be like car camping almost. And it was almost like car camping. I mean, I knew what to expect to an yeah. extent. So it didn't, it didn't take me as much, it, it didn't bother me as much as I know it bothered Mackenzie. Yeah. Um, but still you're, it gets to a point where, okay, enough's enough. Sort of thing. <laughs> Um, but speaking of Ishpatina Ridge. Yes. Shoulder season is coming. Yes. Yeah. Shoulder um, season. The well, bugs are gone. Bugs are gone. It's getting cooler. Yeah. And you were talking about Ishpatina Ridge. Yes. Where I was, I was supposed to go to the French river with you last week and I was supposed to go this week to Algonquin Park, the, uh, Petawawa river. I had to cancel both because of work. But, uh, now the, me and a group of guys from work are planning on, uh, Probably around just before Thanksgiving, and if that doesn't work out, maybe early November, we're going to go up the north end of Sturgeon River, Ishpatina Ridge, Lady Evelyn Clearwater. So it's, uh, we're going to do some winter camping. I got a nice, uh, a nice bell tent to one of those uh, 10-man expedition winter military bell tents. So we might uh, just do some base camping up uh, northern Ontario, well, I guess central Ontario, northern-ish. Ish. Yeah. And <laughs> now, are you going to, are you going to do the canoe? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So you're going to fly yes. in? Uh, if we do Ishpatina Ridge, we'll just do normal tent camping and fly in to see Ishpatina Ridge and climb the, climb the peak. But if we're going to do base camping, we'll bring the bell tent and we'll, we'll, uh, go up and, uh, we'll just drive into a lake and then do uh, day trips by canoe out and about. Well, that sounds like fun. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah, I mean, summer's over. Kids are back in school. I know my daughter just started university. My son's going back to college there. Um, and there's a lot of people that say, well, summer's over. We're done. Yeah. But it's not. No. And for me especially, it's not. I, uh, I'm i a very big proponent. I very much love shoulder season camping because <laughs> I hate bugs. I can't stand bugs. They drive me nuts. Bugs and crowds all seem to yeah. diminish. Yes, yes. So yeah. you, you get out there, the bugs are down, there's no people left. It's a little chilly at night, but you know, I have a nice winter uh, bag, so it, it works out for me. Yeah. You know what? If, if you're into the paddling and that, don't put everything away now that school started. No, no, There's no. still plenty of time in the shoulder season to, to get out there and, and do some camping and, and some paddling. Um, tons of places to go. Everybody's still looking. I mean, the rental place and that, they'll still rent you a canoe. Yeah. You my, know. my six-year-old was asking me today. She said, are we going to go camping? We're going to go camping? It's like, oh, awesome. Yeah. See, now you got so a paddling partner. Looking, yes. Yeah. Well, she's six, so <laughs> <laughs> it's more of a solo trip. Yeah. Yeah, well, I hear you on that. I've been there, done that. <laughs> so, well, let's take a break here. And uh, when we come back, we got a bit of a, a special thing here uh, for our listeners to listen to. Excellent. Excellent. 
You are listening to Paddling Adventures Radio on Reno Viola Outdoors. Do you enjoy getting on the water with a paddle in your hand? If so, this show's for you. Listen to Paddling Adventures Radio every Wednesday at 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. and see what's happening in the world of paddle sports. Paddling Adventures Radio. Whether you're close to home or far away, grab a paddle and get on the water. This portion of the show is brought to you by Algonquin Outfitters. Algonquin Outfitters, providing quality Algonquin Park backcountry adventures for the entire family since 1961. Whether you want to get on the water for a day or a week, the friendly staff at Algonquin Outfitters can help you out. Find them online at algonquinoutfitters.com or visit one of their 12 locations. Algonquin Outfitters, your outdoor adventure store, with locations in Algonquin Park, Muskoka, and Halliburton. So the last couple weeks, we were, well, we had the one episode, um, we talked to the meanest linkers. Yeah. Uh, we took the, uh, the, the jog over the border and, uh, to the Scarlet brothers, Mark and John Scarlet went over to New York state to their, their place for the weekend. And, uh, we sat down with the guys that did the meanest link through Algonquin park and discussed their, um, their experiences. And, uh, we listened to that a couple, couple weeks back. And it sounds like they had a great time. Then last week we sat down and just talked with the Scarlet brothers. Um, Mark and John Scarlet, I mean, they're known as the Scarlet brothers. They've been paddling together, uh, for almost 60 years. <laughs> that's, that's pretty, uh, that's pretty significant. You know what? We talk about the history of Algonquin Park and, and stuff like that. And these guys were actually there. Through a good through portion that of the evolution, yeah. Yeah. You know, and I mean, they even said that some of the campsites they carved out to stay at in yeah. Algonquin are still actual campsites today. They're on the canoe route map and they're, they're actual campsites that these guys made. Yeah. You know, they, they stayed in places, um, where there used to be dams and now, you know, the dams are all gone and the log shoots are all gone and they're not even doing the logging down the rivers anymore and stuff like that. So, but there was one thing that we left out of that, um, that show last week with, with the Scarlet brothers and Basically, they talked about the first little trip they did in 1959 and another one in 61, but 61 or 62, they did one huge trip. And unfortunately, time-wise to fit in the the schedule, we took out that first trip. It's like a verbal trip log that they did. The first big trip that really started them all and set them them up for, like I say, almost 60 years of, of paddling. Um, so what I'd like to do right now is play that interview of that trip log that started the Scarlet Brothers on their paddling career, as it were. I'm looking forward to hearing this too. It's one of the few ones that I hadn't heard yet. So, uh, I look forward to hearing it myself. Well, here it is and I hope you enjoy it. Trip you and I took in 59 really started it, uh, you know, a trip of any length, mm-hmm. going from our, uh, Gannaka to Lowborough Lake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And the, but the first really big one was the one, the Arm Prior. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and and uh, uh, at that time, uh, the major dam on the Madawaska was at uh, Calabogie Lake. Yeah, just uh, one, the, one dam. The dam, the dam that, at uh, Arm Prior wasn't there. Right. So... Uh, uh, you know, uh, for whatever reason, we seem to have have uh, been drawn to going upstream. I don't you know. Maybe we've got some salmon in our genes somewhere. <laughs> but uh, 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 so we started out at Arn Prior, went upstream. Uh, uh, well, we had uh, uh, John's future brother-in-law. Uh, uh, there were four of us, and a college classmate. When we showed when we showed up to gather at our home in Oswego, New York, where where uh, we lived at the time, uh, uh, who was it who was supposed to bring the tent? AJ, uh, AJ. and that, that's his car. That's uh, I don't know, nineteen fifty something. Photo, yeah, yeah. Car. Uh, yeah, he showed up with this big canvas tent, wall you know, tent, the, the wall tent that you know it would have taken you know 
three men and a bear to carry, to carry. and and so we decided, you know, we couldn't handle that. We'd leave it behind. So we're gonna go without a tent for sixteen days. Yeah. And 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 it, yeah, this is how how you know uh, raw we were, and 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 uh, uh, we had an eighteen foot. Old town canvas covered canoe and a sixteen foot old Fif- town fifteen, 15, 15 foot, foot. Uh, yeah, that you had reconditioned. Had, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, so and those were our two canoes. You know, t- traveling with gear from the period. You know, c- canvas of uh, packs. And, and we didn't and, uh, for raincoats. We had ponchos. So one of the, f- the maybe the second night of the trip when it started to rain a little bit, we just turned the canoe on its side, did the classic poncho over to the canoe to the ground and. Thing, got underneath it, it was yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, went upriver from Arm Prior of, uh, of as we were approaching Calabogie and we're walking in the water. That you know the water was kind of kind of swift, but we were it was it wasn't much more than knee deep of uh, the river at that point. But surprisingly, it, 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 the the speed of the river seemed to pick up. And and before and, long, it was up to here. Yeah, it was it was really getting deep, and we were scrambling to get to shore. And it turns out that periodically they would release the water from the dam to generate power. And and when you got near the dam, there are all kinds of warning signs. You know, but uh, uh, we were down, downstream from those, and and so we had a scramble. That was that was perhaps our first uh, 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 adventure on that trip. Uh, got up onto Calabogie Lake, and they were building a dam, the mm. mountain dam, I think, above Calabogie at that time. So it was under construction. So we, you know, portaged through that construction site, and up uh, above it, you look, you yeah, look down on the yeah, workers. Yeah. Uh, and you know, subsequently, there's a big lake there now. But uh, we had the opportunity to to travel again upstream on the Madawaska above that. Uh, and camped uh, in what is probably now under you know 20 30 feet of water on, on uh, uh, the shore of the river and uh, uh, went on above that uh, uh, up toward uh, 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 what's now you know or what was then you know Palmer Rapids and and uh, 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 a uh, uh, whitewater school for you know the, the rapids that are there our parents at that point, had a cottage on Lowborough Lake, north of Kingston, on an island of three miles from Battersea, uh, and uh, uh, they were really curious about what their two sons were up to, and and thought they'd drive <laughs> up to see what uh, uh, what what the terrain was like, and we were paddling on the river below Palmer Rapids, getting when, into the uh, first real wild part of the yeah, river. Yeah, and and wouldn't you know that they pulled up. On the highway that that borders the river there, John and I three or four years ago, you know, tried to read, you know, uh, 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 explore uh, what we could from the highway of of the trip that we'd taken, and uh, and drove along that stretch of the road, and they happened to take a, a catch a glimpse of the river between the shrubbery. Yeah, it was between the, the highway the and the river, and and saw us. You know, parents uh, know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean. It, that was probably the first of a number of, of, of Serendipitous first, you know, really curious things that happened on the course of that trip. So of, of they hailed us of, of when they could you know, get to an opening where they, you know, they could get our attention. And uh, uh, we put our canoes on the roof of the car because we knew from the maps there was a series of rapids before you get to Bark Lake. And it looked like you know, we were running behind at that point in terms of our plan. No, no car carrier on their car. So the canoes are overlapping each other. And we didn't go very far before the 18-foot canoe went flying off the car, landed right side up alongside the road without a speck of damage. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, 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 really, really. But yeah, this we, is we, this we is a car loaded down with you know the you know four pe- six people all together in a sedan and and all of our gear plus two canoes. So but, but we it wasn't going terribly fast. But, but we have such detailed memory of that trip that we could spend the hour talking about that one trip. I mean, you, you need to guide us to uh, just keep I mean, on we, talking. Uh, this, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because there's so much that's happened since then. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, we, we just some of the. Talking yeah. some of the highlights of that trip. I mean, well, of uh, 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 well, anything, I can edit 
anything. Yeah. Oh, okay. So fill your boots if you want a detailed thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm And then so, three minutes later, I was over at the tree because yeah. I had to take. <laughs> feel free. So they so they they dropped us off at the at the uh, uh, where the uh, Madawaska leaves Bark Lake, and and we paddled across. There's a little little tiny. Shoal or Island, we stopped for, for dinner, I remember, yeah. just before he got out into the lake. Yeah. By that time, it was getting pretty dark. Yeah, so we paddled after after dark across Bark Lake, guided by the lights of, of, of uh, Berry's Bay, Berry's Bay. Uh, in, in the distance. Well, when you're paddling at night, and we had this experience later, your sense of distance you know, gets all out of whack, and you're, you know, you're focused on these lights. And then, bang! All of a sudden, you run up on shore because you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know you're all of a sudden there. So uh, 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 it's about uh, eleven o'clock at night. Yeah, and 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 for whatever reason, we you know we weren't you know exhausted to, to just you know uh, uh, fall asleep. We walked into t- no, it wasn't. It couldn't have been this late. Well, it could have been. Yeah, this late. It was at least that dark. So yeah. we so we walked down the well, the, the main street. Yeah, this is in September. Of uh, you know, four four abreast, the four of us. Yeah, you know, like like these these four dudes yeah. walking down the middle of a side street and yeah, and, and it's you know it's like the old west. We you know, we're we're you know walking down the you know checking out this place, and all of a sudden the movie theater lets out. You know, <laughs> got dozens of people breaking out in the street, and it was you know the, the, uh, our cover was blown. But anyway, uh, we ended up spending the night sleeping under the canoes on the beach at, at uh, uh, Barry's Bay. And a cop comes down, checks us out, says, well, that's yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and our plan was to go up the Opiango River into the park. So uh, we had to get from Barry's Bay to the Opiango River. And, and how did you run across this uh, uh. Roman Catholic priest? Well, no, we, we've asked around to see if there's somebody with a truck that could take us to the Opiango River uh, from and, and cut out. The, what's the next, what's the lake parallel to Bark? Uh, next Kamenuskeg? Next, next lake over. Yeah, uh, yeah so where we Opiango em- empties in. So we, found, uh, got, that, we were right? told about a guy with a pickup truck. He gave us a, didn't charge very much. We put the canoes in the back of the pickup and he took us to the Opiango and then forded across. The Opiango, uh, where it goes. No, in. it's a, a, it's Allen. Is it Allen? Yeah, what Allen Lake? The, the, the stream that comes out of Allen Lake and then flows into the Opiango. Yep. It's smaller than the Opiango, I think. And we. Yeah. And he he forded. Allen River. Yeah. Allen River. Okay. Allen. Allen River. So he forded the Allen River in his pickup and took us on a a road alongside the Opiango, up not too very far to. Yeah. Uh, till we came to a, a, a cabin, and behind the cabin was the remains of a logging camp. And he said, this cabin belongs to a, a priest I know in town, and uh, he won't mind if you stay here. And that, that rained that night? Yeah, it rained, a, that, rained that night. And yeah. so we had a, a box stove inside with a, a picnic table to eat yeah. at. And, a, and, and, and it's raining outside, and we don't have tents, and we've got cover. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so the next day was a long day. We walked up the Opiango River. We didn't paddle up it. We walked all the way up to, to Victoria. It was yeah, continuous sh- rapids. Short, yeah. short of the dam. Uh, and at that point, that road must continue up the whole length of the Opiango because I remember we clambered up the side of the river to the road and then took the road into Weston's, uh, the, the uh, Canadian uh, supermarket mag- magnate's uh, log camp on Victoria Lake. And we were met by the uh, caretaker who said, uh, you shouldn't be here, and he said, "Let me, let me take you down the shoreways where you can camp overnight before my boss sees that you're here." So he did that. We left, actually left the canoes. Yeah, further uh, uh, on that logging yeah, road, the, yeah. and then just we hiked in with our there's gear. There's a dam there. So yeah, there's a dam. Yeah. So he came back the next morning, and uh, mm. picked up the canoes yeah. and and. Yeah, and we left and we left Johnny behind to make breakfast. Right, we'd run out of maple syrup, the pre, the uh, dry crystals maple syrup, the, the powdered maple syrup. You just add water to it. I don't know if you really? still, still get that. <laughs> but why, why don't they make that anymore? I, know. I mean, seriously. And uh, but but we had run out of that, so 
John, we asked John to mix rum with brown sugar as a substitute, and, but but which would have been fine except he burned the pancakes. So by the time we got back, we had this pretty yeah, awful yeah, breakfast. Yeah, but but a little bit of rum and brown sugar <laughs> helps the pancakes go down. So. And we slept on this sand. I had never slept on sand before. You know, we just had the sleeping bags on sand. Sand is so hard and cold. Yeah. Oh, and it got below freezing that night. Yeah. Yeah. There were no from? mats. Back, you know, yeah, back, back in, in the day. day. Wake yeah. up in a washcloth that was frozen stiff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was the first of the sub, yeah. sub-zero yeah. nights. For, yeah. And, and, yeah, and without a tent again. Right. And yeah, then, so, so then we went up from Victoria Lake into the park. and, and uh, uh, Camped on Booth, yeah. where I caught two beautiful big bass. And uh, yeah. that was it for the trip for yeah. fishing. But got, got, up to, got up to the dam at Annie's Bay. And we're almost out of food at that point. And, and a beautiful log building there that we've got a yeah, picture. Yeah, I, and I don't know what the record is of that, but there was a, a log building at that at the at the dam. One of the books I have has a picture of it. In oh, it. okay. So so yeah, we spent another night in in the log building of that that gave us shelter. And that rained. Yeah, and and, and we spent two nights there. I think yeah, cause. because we spent a day hiking into Opiango to the to the uh, uh, portage store of there to to resupply, and then hiking on a logging road back to at the foot of Annie's Bay, and there was a big wind coming in, what so we were really pretty wind-browned actually as well. And the Indian family that ran that store, they now run a, a canoe place in town. Oh, can't remember their names, but so then the next night was on the. Uh, uh, the beach, beach at, at, uh, in the uh, east arm at the head of the and, and somebody the, somebody had a wall tent a white wall tent there i don't know if it belonged to uh the mnr at the time it was the mnr yeah uh ministry of natural resources but we slept in that wall tent that night yeah and and that was at the head of the uh, dixon bonfield portage and that was our first experience with wolves because we had a a, oh, a big beautiful. moon, yeah, that's right. and and you know heard wolves howling, and it was like, wow, this is a, this is magical. This we is must a, have singled at three mile portage. You yeah, carried, we did. Every, yeah, yeah, because yeah. we, we each person carried a pack, and then uh, you, you, two men on a canoe. So the, the guy in the front would have the bow of the canoe on one shoulder, and he could go back and forth, and the guy in the back had the gunnels on his shoulders, just. At the, yeah. I stepped off the at the beginning of the portage where the uh, where, you, where you see the boardwalk. I lost my footing and and ended up in the in with this this eighteen foot of uh, old town cedar strip. Of you had canoe. one leg in the one, one. I was I had it was it was Jeffrey's experience and the and the of uh, uh, the spring of. Uh, uh, you know, the, and, uh, no, and, and uh, the, the Nipissing, where he ended up with one leg up in the canoe in, the, in deep water. I was, I was one leg up on the, in the, on the boardwalk and the other one and buried can, up I in the muck. I can still see you <laughs> quivering with it. laughter and straining <laughs> to not fall over. <laughs> with just, canoe my head. Oh, my gosh. Uh, but anyway. And that, talk about historic uh, sites that, and how they change over time. I mean, we, even... 1963. There was still a, there was a lot to see, a lot uh, more than now. But I mean, if you go back 20, 30 years before that, there would be a whole even a whole lot more. But two thirds of the way across, there's a spring, and a logging camp, and yeah. at the time the portage went right through the middle of the logging camp. Yeah. And now I think it skirts. It. Is there any sign left of that logging camp? It's all yeah. overgrown. It must be all. No, there's stuff left. Really? You can yes, speak it? Yeah. Not a lot. Okay. It was, it, was, it was a very old camp, but it was, the buildings were about half, yeah. half high. Yeah. And I remember it was a, it was a big triangular oh, yeah. dinner gong, like the one at Highview uh, Cabin was still there. And I, I thought, man, that would be a nice thing to yeah. have in your, hanging from your front porch. Yeah. And I remember and it was September, and I remember the, uh, breaking out of the woods into the clearing of that logging camp. The deer flies were just horrendous, you know, coming down on it. But... Uh, uh, but so so we, we fast forward to this. We would we we, we we well we spent a night on a on a, a spit of land on on Trout Lake, of uh, no, with oh, a Dixon, beautiful Dixon, or Dixon, Dixon was yeah. it Dixon? You're saying it was on an island of Dixon. 
Yeah, we, 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 remember we were going back and forth yeah, on this, yeah, whether it was okay, in Hardy right, Bay, okay, Hardy right. Bay of La Vie or, yeah, or yeah, on an island yeah, in Dixon. Exactly, yeah, it wasn't Trump because we didn't hit Trump. And it got Trump. really yeah. cold. Yeah, but a beautiful clear sky and we had a, a, an early, this is 63, an early, uh, uh, was it Sony or Panasonic radio? You're one of the first yeah. of, uh, Sony. Uh, you know, of, the, uh, uh, of the portable radios. You know, listening to the music of the spheres, you know, and the, the blue sky. Bringing, bringing Chicago sky. and Detroit. Yeah, and thinking what, you know, we're So really the out. three of us are huddled around this campfire that we kept going all night long because we were so cold. Yeah, again, that, again without tents. And, 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 and managed to melt part of the box of the, of the, of the radio along the way. And the dam, the dam uh, on the Crow going out of La Vieille was wood at the time. Next time we saw it, they had come in and put in a... a a modern kind of, concrete, yeah, concrete dam. Yeah, yeah. And so we, we work our way down to the Petawawa and, and from the Petawawa down to the train station uh, north of Traver, uh, yeah. where the, the station master took us in and showed us how to, gave us, loaned us an alarm clock, showed us how to stop the train in the middle of the night. Yeah. What and color the, lights to use to flag it down? Yeah, lantern, you had red or, red or green. and. Uh, the train did stop for us. We put the canoes in and went down to Pembroke and to Muskrat yeah. Creek, which flows through Pembroke. I can remember that. I can remember that. You know, the that train trip of uh, really distinctly, of uh, to this day of of the moon traveling in the moonlight and looking out on these lakes. You know, as we pass by on the train and the in the river and the and the moonlight. You know, shimmering off the the lakes was really really. Oh, magical, yeah. So we got to Pembroke, we were out of food, we were out of money, and we went to a little uh, deli, and the uh, owner, we walked in and we are kind of, I mean, we must have had a little bit of money, and we were kind of deciding how to spend it, and he, he, he felt sorry for us and gave us a whole bunch of chicken necks or something. Yeah, he had a rotisserie of, yeah. of, of machine going on the counter. And, and as, you know, when he closed up shop, he gave us you know, everything that he had left over for the day. So we had a really good meal. And then we went down the Ottawa camp in a cow pasture. And, yeah, uh, well, uh, well before we, the, yeah, uh, we struck up you know, this, this uh, uh, conversation with this fellow who took, took uh, uh, Sunder his wing uh, and gave us all his food. And you leave downriver from uh, from Pembroke. There's an island with it that's kind of a, a, a park, a public park, with a bridge that goes over it. Uh, and as we're paddling under that bridge, uh, this this uh, uh, store owner and his family were just going over the the bridge, and and hailed us, and and you know we we waved as we went and by. That, under and the that bridge. business is still there in Pembroke, and I went. Back a few years ago, and his daughter was running the place, and I just thanked her for yeah. how nice her father had been, who was dead. Yeah. And then we uh, paddled down a little bit farther in the Ottawa. I don't know exactly where it was, but the banks of the Ottawa River were very high, and there were cottages along the top. And I, a, a cottager came out on his front porch, and it seemed like it was way up in the air. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Canoas, come on in. It hailed us in, gave us dinner. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, you know, wonder how often that happens today. You know, I don't think much. <coughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, so ca camp uh, two more nights on the river, and then made it back to the park in our yeah, prayer. Yeah, and the uh, the the one adventure that we had on our on our way back oh, yeah. was uh, was two, two adventures. Get, get. What's the what's the name of the dam of uh, what? Was it the Chinoa? Yeah, Chinoa. Yeah. Yeah. But before Chinoa. that, we got in the water. Uh, the morning before the getting to that dam and logs were coming down the, the, the whole river was plugged with logs but we got Log our, drive. we got uh, yeah. uh, we got in our canoes anyway and uh, how we didn't get crushed by the logs I don't know but we broke a paddle there uh, fortunately we had a spare we must have been yeah, three yeah, each yeah, canoe we got through and then and then we we came up on the the, the second dam and they were they were shooting Shoot, logs, shooting logs, shoot, through, shooting yeah. logs through that dam. They go well. down and the logs go up in the air. And, yeah. and and there was a peninsula that uh, above the dam that that you know if you can imagine pointed toward the dam, 
And the question was whether we should paddle around that peninsula to then get a, to a landing that, would t that you know, we thought probably would take us around the dam, or whether to portage over that peninsula and, and then make our way around the dam. And uh, 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 I was with Johnny, and, and he and I decided... No, 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 you were with AJ. Was I with AJ? You were, Johnny was in your yeah. country. Okay. And, and uh, uh, we decided we'd, we'd portage. And and uh, uh, and John and I went back to that place of, of uh, uh, a, a few years ago, and and it's pretty rugged terrain. But uh, for some reason, our better our better uh, judgment uh, told us it was worthwhile, to, you know, tack tackling that terrain rather than uh, unlike unlike them. unlike I who yeah, uh, yeah. so we so we uh, proceeded to portage of, uh, around that point. No, I'm like me. I'm yeah, yeah. Um, so John and I paddle around the point to try to cut the corner and do more paddling, shorten the portage. Yeah. Anything, we, to, anything to anything to avoid a portage. Yeah. So we get around the corner, and there is the. Uh, the intake. Oh, yeah, yeah, maybe I don't know, a couple hundred feet off to the left is the intake uh, for this power dam with the, a catwalk above it. And suddenly the and the screen, you know, that catches screen. all the debris. And suddenly, employees start coming out on the catwalk, <clears throat> and I could feel us being pulled sideways toward the intake. And man, we we started digging, and we got pointed towards shore. And it was a, it was a, there was a point there where we didn't, you know, were we going to be able to break the pull? And we finally slowly. And we're oh. we're on this point watching this whole thing <laughs> take place, and it was like. I'm thinking, boy, I hope if we don't make it, I hope they pull us out as our canoe gets scrunched against the yeah. the grate. Uh, but anyway, they made it, they made it by, and and uh, somewhere in the in the course of, of the rest of that day, we got separated. Of uh, oh, I could, one of the other experiences again was paddling at night on the on the Ottawa River. Was just how fast, you know. Well, there was some current. Yeah, mm -hmm. the, I mean, but the sensation of speed just seemed to yeah. accelerate as 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 when you as, can't see. As you lost yeah. your reference right. points, and all you could see was the shore flying by. You know, as, as you're going down so, the river. So, uh, do you, does Peter Laurie mean anything to you, the old actor, in in the in uh, crime movies? Uh, he had a very thirties and forties. Yeah, he had a very. He was a little guy with a. Mean-looking face and uh, very you know, kind of bug eyes. And, and yeah, bug, right. And his his uh, voice was very distinctive. But John Regan in front of me and my bowman would, uh, as we would go along, he'd, he'd say, "AJ." It was Peter. It was just like Peter Laurie. Mark, AJ, you out there? <laughs> and we never did find them. Yeah, yeah, we lost track of each other. And, and so, so we pulled over to a cottage on the shore and then put our sleeping bags on the lawn of the, this cottage and, yeah. and caught yeah. up with Mark. And, and we, yeah, we ended up uh, uh, going all the way back to, to Iron Prior. Right. So that's 1963. Yeah. And then... Yeah. Uh, and that oh, was what, did, what did the other... I had forgotten at the very beginning of that trip... Of uh, we camped out on the, in the park, the public park at Iron Prior, right. you know, to begin it. And, That's where we ended up. Yeah, mm -hmm. and where we ended up. But that first night, again, a beautiful clear sky, and watching of uh, uh, what was the the satellite? It was it was uh, uh, one of the very first satellites. Yeah, it wasn't Sputnik. That was, you know, it was yeah, it was, it was uh, uh, you know, one of you know, one of the early satellites anyway, spotting it in the sky. You know, that was a big deal, of uh, because it was uh, such a new. Uh, thing, but anyway, that was so. so that that, that trip is squeezed in between uh, summer job and going back to school, right? And that's those those first few years. That's what more when the trips would happen. You are listening to Paddling Adventures Radio on Reno Viola Outdoors. Do you enjoy getting on the water with a paddle in your hand? If so, this show's for you. Listen to Paddling Adventures Radio every Wednesday at 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. and see what's happening in the world of paddle sports. Paddling Adventures Radio. Whether you're close to home or far away, grab a paddle and get on the water. Hey, this is Sean Rowley of Paddling Adventures Radio. When out on the water, a bad map can lead to a terrible paddling experience. That's why when paddling Tomogamy, Killarney, and Algonquin Park, I've come to rely on Jeff's map. 
If you're looking for a waterproof, tear-resistant map with paddling routes, portage data, historical points, and much more, then go to jeffsmap.com and see the maps I use. Available in print or in a downloadable format, jeffsmap.com. That one trip is what started six, almost 60 years almost 60 of canoe tripping. 60 years of paddling Paddling, canoeing. yeah. Yeah. Now, doing the, I mean, and seeing some of the stuff, um, like they, they're talking about camping above where there's now a dam at Calabogie. And now where they camped is a good 20 feet underwater. Yeah, yeah. So you're either floating if you, if you sleep there now, or you're <laughs> swimming with the fishes. It's significant though, to think about all the changes they've seen with the park, with, uh, with the removal of some of the railroads with, uh, the, that new dam and, and the changes with the park and the campgrounds and new campsites, old campsites that are now gone and portages they're created and were lost. They've seen so much change. Well, and at the end, they're talking about seeing some of the first satellites, laying on the rocks and watching the first satellites. Uh, 1962, Telstar 1 was um, one of the first uh, satellites that were up there, experimental. Yeah. And uh, in 63, Telstar 2. So that's yeah. probably what they saw. Yes, yes. Right? So really interesting to hear that sort of stuff. And um I think this won't be the last time we hear from the Scarlet Brothers. I that's hope for not. sure. So just want to say thanks to everybody for listening. Um, you can check us out on our website, paddlingadventuresradio.com. You can find us on Facebook and you can also find us on Instagram. Thank you very much for uh, attending this week. I'm Sean Rowley. And I'm Derek Specht. We'll see you next time. <laughs>